3: All right, Hour 2 NBA Finals in just a few moments. Tua, the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, is it a lightsaber or is it something? That, I, I don't know. We're going to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Eric bien he he had some interesting quotes. We're going to get to that sound. And obviously, we're going to finish it out with, well, you're going to have to stay tuned to see. This is Up on Game, Hour 2. Coming at you. It's going to hit you right in the face right now. Watch.
0: Let's
2: go. You want NFL experience? Then this is the show for you. This is Up on Game with LeVar Arrington, TJ Houshmanzada, and Plaxico Burris.
3: Did you hear that? LeVar Arrington, T.J. Huchmanzada,
2: Plaxico Burris? It's a show with three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. And now, here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, T.J. Huchmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris.
3: All right. Hour two. If you missed anything, make sure you check out the podcast up on game podcast uh, and have it there some been some interesting conversations uh, but let's jump right into it, uh, if, if you've already been listening, we appreciate your support, if you're just now dialing in, tuning in we appreciate you listening as well NBA Finals, game one in the books, when everybody thought the impossible would be impossible, the Celtics, a younger team just now making it uh, to to this, uh, this level this far along uh, with this group in particular, Horford's first one, uh, Tatum, all of these guys, Smart—it's their first uh, NBA Finals appearance, and they go into Golden State and they shock the world and beat Steph and Draymond and and Clay, and 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 they beat the Golden State Warriors in Golden State in San Fran. What was your takeaway from from that game? And and now it seems that odd makers have put. Um, uh, have put Boston in pole position to win the series. I, I, I have opinions on it, but I'm gonna let you take it first.
4: I wouldn't say I was surprised Boston won Game One. Uh, I, I believe the Warriors will win the, the the series in seven games. Obviously, four to three, but Boston is they're, they're very good defensively, and they're good and big. Yeah, Yeah, they they're they're good defensively, and and the thing is, like watching a game, they I don't understand how. And then obviously it's the finals and it's the playoffs. They just let you play differently. Like, I mean you, the NBA has went to this freedom of movement, and and if you're restricting that, it's a foul. Not in the playoffs. Uh-huh. I mean, because that first round series when Boston played the Nets, I was like, oh, my God, they fouling KD every time down the court. No whistle. And so they're just getting physical with the Warriors. But the Warriors are one. They don't sit around. They, they do have a lot of ball movement. And then I, I felt like Kerr might have made a mistake by playing Draymond and Iguodala at the same time hmm. because they're not going to honor those guys – that outside shot, so they're gonna they're gonna condense it in the paint, and they are gonna stick to Curry and Clay. And so, if you get Jordan Poole out there with them, and say you got Clay Thompson, Curry, Draymond Poole, and whether it's Looney, Otto Porter, I think Kuminga needs to play a little more because he's an athletic wing that can he can guard Tatum. You can't have Igudala. And Draymond Green play significant minutes on the court together because it's two non shooters, and that's gonna play right into the Celtics' hands. But I'm not surprised. The Celtics have a really good team. They're physical, they can really score. But man, that fourth quarter, I'm watching this fourth quarter like, oh, these dudes is on fire. For- it's like an NBA jam. These dudes on fire. They're not missing a shot. Mm-hmm. And it was three after three after three after three, whereas Golden State couldn't make a shot. Will Boston be that hot again? Probably not, but you got to give them their credit. I'm not surprised they won game one, but I guess I'm being a hypocrite. It's somewhat surprised because you talk the experience, no finals appearances. Oh, it matters. Fourth quarter when it mattered, they looked like they were the experienced team, and and that's where they pulled it out.
3: You know, they actually flip-flopped every quarter in terms of leading. You know, in the first quarter, uh Golden State outscored them. then Celtics came back, they outscored uh, you know Golden State in the second, so on and so forth. So you get the idea of it. in the fourth quarter, uh, the the Celtics stepped it up and and they pulled away. But I, I gotta say, when I look at this game, here's what my takeaway was. You saw a team that may have been, it might have been the first round of of a of a major fight and 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 we just saw Gervonta, you know, we just saw Tank, you know, destroy dude buddy in the ring. And and what you saw in the first round was him trying to find his his range. You know, you 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 play a little bit more tentative, you're not as aggressive until you figure out how hard they're punching, you know, where the punches are coming from, what they're trying to do. And I think that that's what, you know, Golden State just went through in this game one. Al Horford if he if he proves me wrong, you prove me wrong. But Al Horford is not going to be the catalyst of your your offense. He's not going to lead your team in points, and that's what what he did. Clay Thompson only gave you fifteen. Draymond, while getting eleven rebounds, only gave you four. So you got twenty nine, or you got nineteen points?
4: But you know Draymond, he, he Draymond's contribution is defensively leader. Yeah, uh, but passing he, a ball, I, I grabbing get that. rebounds. he's not a scorer.
3: Yeah, but four, you got to you got to score more than four. You got to get, you got to put more than four points up on. I'm not, I'm not putting him on Dennis Rodman level where it's just all rebounds, all defense. Draymond has been known to give them offense at times where they've needed offense. 4 points ain't going to get it. Klay Thompson, 15 points is not going to get it. That's not that's not what this team is built on. So what I'm sitting here and I'm anticipating is Steve Kerrs looking at that film, okay, that length, that size and that tremendous defense that that Boston brings to the table, how are we going to – how are we going to pick? How are we going to – what are our sets going to be? Are we going to push it? Are we Are we going to walk it up court? Are we going to run sets? Is it half-court sets? Like, Are we going to try to tackle them down low at some points in time? What is it? What is it that they're going to do? I'm interested to see what the next chess move is for Golden State because one, they have this, and I know everybody says there's no such thing as a must win. There's no such thing as a must win. Yes, it is. This game too is a must win. They got to win this one before they 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 pack it up and and ship them back to to Boston. Um, and and they 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 had to they had to make that stand tomorrow. So to me, I'm wondering. Steph Curry put up his points, and and even though most of his points came in the first quarter, and he 21 out,
4: in the first and scored 34 for the game.
3: They gotta give him some relief. Andrew Wiggins tried, but Draymond and Clay they gotta come to the table. See,
4: and, that's 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 the lineup right there, Levar. It's Steph, Clay. Andrew Wiggins, Draymond, Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. That's that's the lineup. That has to be the lineup.
3: Well, but when, Jordan Poole it, gave you 9 points. These guys did not do what they needed to do in order for them. If you get if you just take, you know, they lost the game by by, you know, 12, right? So if you take and you add a 12-point game from from like from the, if Jordan Poole gives you
4: 18 and Clay gives you 22,
3: you, you win the game. You win the game. They got to contribute more. I mean, uh, I, I, there's no other way to put it. You're not going to be a better defensive team than the Boston Celtics. You have to use your superpower. Your superpower is your scores, right? If see, you're going to be number two of the, the Splash Brothers, you got to splash.
4: The, the problem is when you have Curry and Paul on the court at the same time, you have two lesser defenders yep. that Boston will attack. And, yep. and so that's the biggest problem where Curry is Curry. I don't care how good he is defensively. He gives you effort, but he, gonna, he He he's Curry. He ain't coming out when it matters. It's who's going to be that other guy that can consistently give you 20 points. It's going to have to be Paul or it's going to have to be Clay. Like, one of those guys each game has to be 20-plus to go with Curry. One of them. If it's both, they normally will win. But one of them have to be just to give them a chance.
3: I'm going to give you the flip side of this from the Boston Celtics time or side of it. Jalen Brown snapped out in this game. Tatum didn't even play well. And Tatum did not even play well. And that's got to be scary. Tatum Tatum only gave you 12 points, bro. But does it matter
4: when – You got Al Herford, career high in threes, Derek White, on fire are they going to be on fire like that again probably not
3: no I don't expect that and I don't think I mean Draymond loves to talk tell people what he's thinking I mean he said he doesn't see that happen and I agree with him I do not see Al Horford having the type of game that he had in game one I do not see those other guys hitting as many three-pointers as they did in the game but I do not see Jason Tatum having a game where he's not as productive or is a little bit more of a facilitator in the game versus being a a an aggressive scorer. I think he's going to come out and he's going to be aggressive in this game too. I I think they smell blood, and if Jalen can bring the same game that he brought, and Tatum steps up his game, and the rest of them do what they're ne- they're needing to do because think about it, uh, your boy Smart, he out he outscored Marcus outscored Tatum so if 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 those three guys really if those three if the may win game two, they may win this series if those three guys bring that game you got
4: also gotta understand the more Tatum scores the that's less distribution and so the impact that your teammates can have will be lessened because you're not passing the ball as much as you did in game one, and so there's always. A give and take. If he's more aggressive, that's less opportunities for your teammates. And and so he just has to find that healthy balance. Yeah, he has to be aggressive. He's the best player on their team. But they played well because Horford went to work. Derek White went to work. Will they be afforded those same opportunities if he's overly aggressive?
3: Mm, Well. We're gonna find out I, who you got. So you got you got Golden State winning this game too. What what did you just say earlier? What kind of uh, win is this? A must
4: win. Uh yeah, Golden State must win. If Golden State does not win, stick a fork in them. It's over. Yeah. Finito. It finito.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm going with Golden State. I think that they're going to make the adjustments that they need to make, and they got to be more aggressive on the offensive end of the court because they are not going to get it done all the way fully enough uh, on the defensive side. So it should be interesting to watch. Uh, we'll we'll catch up on to that and talk about that. Uh, coming up next, we got Tua. We got some sound on Tua. He fired back. Like, you know, people have been taking shots at Tua, well, since forever. And and he has finally came to his own defense. We'll get to Eric Bieniemy as well later on in, in the show. Uh, you're listening to Up On Game. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, the think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds or – I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two-liter, right? If you have, then you're going to love pick six, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. Track your picks and play against others, for a shot to win huge cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick Six app now and use code UP ON GAME for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code UP ON GAME only on DraftKings
2: Pick Six. The crown is yours.
0: terms and conditions apply.
3: yeah 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 more bouts yeah yeah relax your mind and let your conscience flow I'm gonna bring you back to the show uh it's up on game got my main man TJ with main plexus taking the day off but that's okay because we still here yeah fire bars fire bars i wonder how that sounds on the podcast but it probably sound like some trash it sounded amazing on over over the bed of of, of music though tj like i i I crushed that just now get loose yeah yeah I i crushed that right now you know what i mean like hey tj don't worry about that man you know every once in a while i like to hit that freestyle flow for you so i can make you feel good about how we be doing this you dig what i'm saying sir (laughs) <laughs> give me give,
4: give me a few bars. Give me a few I bars. You,
3: man, those joints was melted bars. Them joints was melted bars. Here we go. I gave you some melted bars. Chocolate bars. Yeah. They melt when they're hot. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, all, right. all right, look, look. I'll tell you he who gave so them some hot. bars. Yeah, no doubt. Tua. Tua gave him some bars this week, TJ. You know, everybody has been questioning Tua's arm strength. Arm strength, this. Oh, there was a video that surfaced where, uh, where uh, Tariq Hill had to wait for the ball and this, that, and the other, and da da da. Well, apparently. The, the confidence between Mike McDaniel and, and Mr. Tua Tungavaloa must be really good, and it must be not like the relationship he had with his prior head coach
0: because, well, Tua had this to say. You know, for me, it's just zone that out. I mean, we come out to practice. Everyone else, Twitter warriors, you know, keyboard warriors, whatever you want to call them, you know, they're not out here practicing with us working hard, so uh, – I don't know if you guys recorded that last one to Tyreek, but I don't know about you, but that looked like
3: money. <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it more. I mean, TJ, when when a quarterback such as Tua, and if you if you've ever, like, if you paid enough attention to criticize him, then maybe you've paid enough attention to get to know, like, the type of person he seems to be very quiet, very humble dude. Uh, one of those type of guys where he lets his play do, do the talking for him, uh, comes from a very, very strong background, obviously, um, you know, the whole Polynesian background. Uh, and if I'm, if I'm, if he's Tongan, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly which one, but I don't want to mix, mix it up and mess it up. It could be Tongan, it could be uh, Polynesian shots out to both. I believe he's um, Samoan, Samoan. There we go. Okay. Samoa. Island. Uh, Hey, hey, TJ, they're very humble. They they don't complain. They don't feel the need to to defend themselves in the media. And now Tua comes out and and he basically dropped a hammer, letting them know, like, look, y'all can question the way I throw the ball, but if you're watching and paying attention to what we're doing, we're doing something special here.
4: I like the the fact that he came out and said that it because. It shows, which we all are athletes, is oh I don't hear this, I don't read this, I don't. Yeah, you do. And he hears and sees what's being said about him. I believe Tool is a good quarterback, and you, you just go back to his rookie year. He's coming off an injury. Um, what, what going to Miami, how do you expect him to play? Who's his weapons? They're changing offensive coordinators every year. He's there. The head coach, Brian Flores. Doesn't really look like he wanted to or to be his quarterback. And so the fact that he can laugh and joke about, hey, did you guys see that throw? Uh, that looked like it was a touchdown to me. I'm just saying. It looked like
3: a, money to me.
4: That That's good. I, I enjoy that because when the game starts, nobody's going to care and worry about what happened in offseason in practice. It's what do you do when it matters. I believe he'll do well, but the fact that he made light of it, I like that.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I do too, because here's the thing: that says to me that there's a confidence and a buy-in with him that that he hasn't felt because he's never really felt. At least it didn't appear that he's felt confident enough to actually say or do something like this within the media. It's just always been kind of you know kinda of tongue in cheek approach to to how people have spoken about him. But they have spoken about him since he's come into the league. I mean, from the date from the time he's gotten drafted, it's like, is it is it is it time up? Is it over for him? Like when when is the next guy coming in? Who's gonna be the next guy? You know, Florads didn't do anything to dispel that. I don't think he did a, a good enough job of just giving the, the young fella an opportunity to either make it work or not make it work. Learn on the job. Um, I just I just feel like right now you got a younger guy um, who may be relatable to Tua in in the sense that you know the way Mike McDaniel uh, McDaniel is coming into to the scenario. I think that that along with the leadership, the success that that a, a guy like Tariq Hill is bringing to the table. He's probably already having an instant impact on Tua's confidence. You know, probably the conversation he's been in the media, and he is he has been vocal. He has been out there vocally supporting uh, Tua fiercely, intensely, passionately. And I love that. I love that they they're creating a bond. You got another. You you know you got a good group. You got Cedric Wilson. You got Jalen Waddle. You got Mike Gesicki. 's got he's got a, a a ton of talent he's got an offensive line in front of him he's got a running game um uh, TJ I mean you got to think that the stage is set for Tua to have that year that that he probably believes he can have and the supporters of him probably believe that he could have and and it sounds as though he's kind of he's kind of bullish about it at this point.
4: You spoke on that relationship with Mike McDaniels. That is key. When you feel like somebody is in your corner and that somebody is a head coach and technically the offensive coordinator, it just gives you a peace of mind. Um, he's reaching out the tour. They, he's coming to his luau, and he, he's just being present, completely different than what he experienced with Brian Flores. When you're a coach – and you do that for your players, your players, it just matters to them. It, it's we have more than a player coach relationship. And, and that's not good for everybody, but it's what you said. That Polynesian culture, man. Them dudes are loyal. They fun. Um just don't cross them. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you do those things, you got them in your corner forever. And so McDaniels by showing Tua the love that he does not have to do. He's doing it because that's who he is as a person. It's going to pay dividends down the road, but I think Tua's going to have a great year. You got Tyreek Hill. You got Waddle. You got Cedric Wilson, Gasecki, like you said. They're going to be pretty good. Yeah. And and so it's just up to Tua to make it happen. And, oh, he can't throw the deep ball. I'm like, man, I could have sworn Alabama I seen him tossing that thing over people's heads. Mm -hmm. He's going to get back to that. And so hopefully he can get it done. I'm I'm a fan of his. I I like the way he approaches the game. And I felt like when he was at Alabama, he was outstanding. But you get into the league, when you don't have great players around you, it's hard to be great. He has players around him uh, that have been great and want to be great. And so I expect them to pull it out of him as
3: well. Well, speaking of great, we're going to get to Eric Biennemi and what he had to say in, in a matter of moments. But first, the great Isaac Lowencron.
6: That's right. Yeah. Also, speaking of great, I was wondering what direction you were going in there oh, for a second. But the I great I, Isaac Lowencron. That's right. You give know,
3: me give me the drop, Isaac Lowencron. There's several of we're them. We're going to
0: drop Isaac hold on. Hold on. Yeah. 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 Isaac One more time. Lohen-Kron. One more time. Isaac Lowencron. One more time. Isaac Lowencron.
6: Yeah. Get it I get it. Get we it. we get actually it. have uh, your weekday colleague, Jonas Knox, standing by. Jonas. Isaac Effin
3: crod Yeah, I mean, that's that's very true. And, and Jonas nailed it. He,
6: that, he nailed it. That is accurate. Technically yeah. is my middle name. Major League Baseball underway today. <laughs> <laughs> At Yankee Stadium, the Yankees with a one nothing lead over the Detroit Tigers. They're going to the bottom of the second inning. Aaron Judge led off the bottom of the first inning for the Yankees with a home run on the first pitch he faced. It was his 21st home run of the season. Before the game, the Yankees activated Giancarlo Stanton from the 10-day disabled list. And uh, Stanton had an RBI double to deep center field in the bottom of the first inning, but wound up being stranded there. But he is back in the lineup for the Yankees. Earlier today, we had the ladies' singles final of the French Open. 18-year-old American Coco Gauff facing world number one, Iga Swiatek of Poland. And Swiatek had championship point in the second set. The rock back, the reach up, and the serve at championship point out why the forehand from Gauff is deep it's too deep and Iga Sviantek screams and she is down on her she knees and the Roland Garros play a massive smile on the face of Iga Sviantek the world number one yeah. she is unstoppable right now indeed Gigi Sam on the call on Roland Garros radio Sviantek has now won 35 consecutive matches finally in golf Kevin Na announced today that he has resigned from the PGA Tour after 19 years Nye is listed in the field for an event next week in the new Live Golf Tour. Lavar and TJ, back to you.
3: Thanks, Ilo. Appreciate the trending. Uh, Okay, so speaking of not being a victim, speaking of just working your tail off, speaking of ignoring the noise, there have been a lot of conversations that have surrounded and circled one Eric Biennemi. We just Touched on uh, LaShawn McCoy um, talking about it last weekend and his his take on why Eric Bieniemy has not been able to get that elusive head coaching job in the National Football League. A lot of people have had things to say. Uh, c- coach uh, uh, Coach Andy Reid had something to say. He came out in support of of Eric Bienemy Well, here's what Eric Bienemy had to say on his own behalf.
4: In reality, yes, it is tough, but I don't let that
2: keep me from doing what I do. I'm still alive, I'm breathing, and I have an opportunity to work with a championship team. So that's the beauty of it. And so I don't want any pity. This is who I am. I'm going to keep pushing, keep knocking, because when it's all said and done with, I know who I am, and I am comfortable with the person that I'm, I'm striving to be.
3: T.J., that that being the soundbite from the poster the poster person of inclusion and diversity um at the coaching ranks what was your takeaway from from his his statements
4: well it, it's tough because i i put in i always try to hold the value in what a player says about a coach especially when you're dealing with minority coaches I know this firsthand that they're not afforded the same opportunities as their peers. That's a fact because I've had minority coaches tell me this when I was a player. Um, and, and you you didn't really pay attention to it when you get out of football. I'm talking I didn't anyway when I was playing. And when you get out of football and you really start to look at it, you're like, oh, man, yeah, he was telling me this and it's making sense now. But when a former player like LaShawn McCoy comes out and says what he says, it makes me pause. It really does. And you
3: can say he's bitter that he didn't play. That's what everybody does. Everybody calls. Any players that have anything to say about their former team or former coaches, you're bitter. That's that's, that's
4: always the easy out for everybody. It's it's when you don't say something positive about them. When you say something positive, you're not bitter. Mm -hmm. When you say something negative, you're you're, you're bitter at Mm -hmm. your experience Mm -hmm. and how it went. Mm -hmm. You may be bitter in the moment, But once you step back, man, it's like, man, my time is over with. I had my time to shine. It's now to these young players. I just don't believe he would say what he said if he didn't really feel that way. And so everybody made it. Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson, they got these jobs in the same position a lot quicker uh, something got to be going on with Eric Biennemi yeah, that nobody's giving Peterson, him this opportunity. Doug
3: Peterson did more as, I mean, excuse me, Eric Biennemi has done more as an assistant to Andy Reid. And way, and, way more. Way more. And, and look, and and LaShawn McCoy played for, for all
4: of them, pretty much. Way, way more. And he's done way more because he hasn't been given that opportunity to go out on his own, but when you got players like LaShawn McCoy, basically he the way he talks to people that like you you can't do that, man. Because I don't man, listen. I played with some guys in Cincinnati when they got released, they hired security yeah. to go with, Like they were so scared of these dudes, they hire security because they. We had one guy. He's a defensive lineman. I'm not even gonna say his name.
3: Uh, we had a couple.
4: He, we had an offensive line assistant. He put hands on him in training camp, dumped him on his head. They didn't. They were so scared of him when they cut him. They hired security, (laughs) bro. They didn't find him. They didn't suspend him because they knew he would have gone off. Toward that whole building. They they went and talked to him and had other players talk to him, but they were scared of this dude. Mm -hmm. And these coaches know who's crazy and who's really crazy. And, and, And so.
3: But is it overstated the 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 way the coach talks to to me? Is that an overstated point by LaShawn McCoy? I mean, let's be clear. There's a hundred different things he could have cited that said this is the reason why Eric Bieniemy isn't being considered for a head coaching job. He don't know how to talk to me. Like I, I don't. I, I I for me, I I come from a hard place. But it's it's you come from a hard place, T.J. We come you... from hard places. You play like you play pee league football. You, you listen to the way those coaches talk to you. But You, you play high school ball, you listen to the way the coaches talk to you. So okay. on and so forth. You can talk to guys crazy, but you can't treat guys like
4: they the bottom of your shoe. That's the difference. Uh, there is a and difference I'm not, in that. And I, there and, and I'm not there saying, is a
3: difference in that. And, but,
4: and, and I'm not saying that bien was treating guys that and way. And that's what
3: I'm saying. Do you think that Eric bien is really I, talking to dudes like they belong on the bottom of his shoe? I would hope not. I wouldn't think he would. He's a former because player.
4: I would hope not. But because you run into that wrong guy. He's gonna touch he like, your chin. Straight up and I down. I tell
3: the story all the time. Dale Lindsay talked to me bad, and he talked to me bad for an entire season. And and I believe it was the last game. I do believe it's the last game I ever played for for uh Washington. And we were we were playing I was playing my it wasn't the last game. It, I think it was the fact that you let him do it that long shocks me. It, it, right? Because I was benched. They had already benched me. I was trying to get back on the field. So I was just playing the game. Like I was absorbing it. And then I got back on the field. We were playing. It was 49ers. We had played the 49ers. I'm balling out, TJ. And I get on the phone with the dude, and every time he called down on the phone, he was cussing me out. Like, what the F are you doing, you mother, Ever, you stupid, Ever, son, Ever, No, no, So I stopped taking his calls, right? I stopped taking the homies' calls during the game. And, and he comes in, the, I, I had my, my, my routine after a game because I didn't like to be in the locker room. I go in, as soon as we get off the field, I go in the training room, and I sit on the table, let my, my emotions cool off. They cut my tape off. My dudes is my dudes. We, you know, we talk, blah, blah, blah. This man, Dale Lindsay comes into the training room, and says you son of a b- if you ever in your and I didn't even let him finish TJ I jumped up off of the table I said you say one more word to me and you disrespect me like that one more time I will hurt you and I I didn't say anything else and I stood there and I already had, I had him I had him lined up I had him lined up had he said one more word to me I would have dropped him I would have dropped that man so the point is is that I get where Lashawn is coming from. If a man has called you out of your name too many times, and I mean some of the names that they say to you, it would be in 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 regular civilian terms, you would it. It's possible that you could have a legal a legal case against that person in a regular work environment because that is considered to be harassment. That is that I mean that is the epitome. of, uh, verbally assaulting somebody, some of the things that these coaches I've heard say. So if that's where if that's where you're going with it, then I understand that. If it's if it's that serious, I understand that. But I just I don't know. I, I've never played for him. I don't know. I never met Eric Bieniemy, so I don't know who he is. But if 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 LeSean McCoy is saying that he goes to the extent of where dudes is ready to put their hands on him, then that's that's there's there's some legitimacy to to that statement. Now, if it's just you feel like he's disrespecting you because you, you're you a potential future Hall of Famer, you should be treating me with a little bit more respect, that's a little different. I feel like that's a little different. You know, if you take offense to the fact that he's coaching you hard just like anyone else, then, you know, come on, like, don't be so sensitive. You know what I mean? And some dudes, you know TJ, there are some sensitive dudes. What 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 uh Smoothie say, sensitive thugs need hugs. Some of these dudes need hugs, man. Some of them need hugs. And it doesn't sound like Eric Bieniemy's that type of coach. And
4: and if you address your coach one-on-one, the majority of the time you can get this handled just you and him in a room. Like this is how I'm feeling when you do this. And I'm telling you, like, you guys can handle it, and there will be no consequences or repercussions from it. But it just – I kind of guess it it doesn't rub me the wrong way. It just makes me think when a guy as successful as LeSean McCoy on the field comes and says that, it's like, ah, could this be why he's not getting these opportunities that everyone believes and assumes he should already had and be getting?
5: Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners.
3: Welcome back into Up On Game. If you missed anything, make sure you go check us out on the podcast, wherever it is that you download and get your shows. Uh, check us out, you know, if you missed anything, first hour. Uh, we touched on a lot of different things. The Deshaun Watson, Rusty Harden. Uh, ooh, uh, James Jackson, the Straight Fact Podcast got on Russell Wilson's head. John Lynch talked about Debo Samuels and not – Well, he's not leaving San Francisco, so there's that. Trey Lance improving. We talked NBA Finals. A whole lot of different things we were talking about. And you know what? You can get those things all on the podcast. Uh, And guess what? As I advertise, we have Joy Taylor in the studio. Yeah! She's here. What up? It's been a while. I know, I know. I I mean, what are you discussing today? What what can the, the, the listeners be excited about hearing?
7: Well, we'll do a lot of NBA finals. Obviously, okay. the right. game two is tomorrow. Kind of must I win. I don't want to say surprising. Is it a must win? Uh, no. Ooh. It's not a must win. I think it's gonna go seven. So I okay. I, I can't consider game two a must win. Two wins on the
3: road, they go down. Oh, two, it's over. Two
7: wins oh, on the road. I mean, uh, look, relax. Okay. I, 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 they're favored Ooh. by four and a half still for a reason. I I, I, I think Golden State will win. I don't think that. Respectfully, the Celtics are gonna hit seven threes in a row to start the fourth quarter. True. In game two. Uh it was an amazing fourth quarter out of Boston. All the respect Al Horford. is due. Al Horford's been unbelievable. Uh Derek White too. Mm-hmm. Um everybody stepped up, but I I don't I think this is gonna be a long series. Okay. So, um no, I don't think game two is a is a must win. Golden State could certainly go to Boston and win two and then it's an even series and it's best of three. So are,
3: are you touching on the Deshaun Watson, uh the the Rusty Harden? Sound bites. I mean, we touched on it earlier on in the show. I didn't show. hear
7: what you guys said about it. I, I, I've been very conflicted, and to be honest with you, I've kept my, my opinion about it to myself throughout this entire saga. Mm-hmm. That quote from Rusty Hart. Did I, it take I, you over? I don't know how you don't fire him if you're Deshaun Watson. It's, the, it's one of the craziest things I've ever heard a human being say. On, on, I used on, the on asinine.
3: A asinine was the word I used. Might be the most asinine act or, or thing to do. That I've I've heard of representing a, I mean it it was almost on the level of Johnny Depp, like like who is representing these people? That was probably worse.
7: It's the... I couldn't think if I if I constructed something and gave it to him like this is the worst thing you could say. He went he went further than that.
3: He went further out than that.
7: It was the, I don't know. It's I'm honestly flabbergasted by it. I heard you guys talking about Tua though.
3: Yeah, you gonna touch on that?
7: You know, I like that Tua has this confidence. That actually of all the things that have gone on in Miami with Tua and that whole situation, that actually gave me a little that gave me a little hope. Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, I've been very mm-hmm. I've kept the, the dolphins. We're separated right now. We're sleeping in different places. <laughs> okay. you know? right. Same, so, same hey, house? Same house? No no, 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 We got, different, in we got same different spots. We got different okay. spots. The paperwork right. hasn't been filed. All right. But we're in different spots right now. But so. y'all can end
3: up back in the same crib.
7: You know, there's still feelings there, okay. so we just got to we got to sort it out. Might need some time. I got to okay. see how I got to see how they act before okay. we even start having that discussion. But I do like seeing Tua with a little confidence, a little swag. Yeah. I felt bad for him last year. All the it was ridiculous what they put him through with the Deshaun Watson rumors every single week. Every week, nonsense. Yeah. So I I, I like that he you know he's up there you know kind of Flexing. firing back a little bit. He flexed yeah. a little bit. Now I don't make. Anything, literally nothing, either way. On practice video, it is irrelevant to me. You could throw throw a ball over the mountains every single time in practice. It doesn't matter to me if you draw, if you can't get it past 20 yards. It doesn't matter to me. It's practice. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not getting crazy either way about practice video. What do you do in live games mm-hmm. or, or even in, in scrimmages is more important to me. So I don't make any big deal of it. Uh, And I do think he's right to fire back. But I like that he has the confidence that he feels like he can talk like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, all right, so you got any guests coming on today?
7: Yeah, we got Van Lathan coming on, Bam. Amina Smith, Bam. and Mark Medina. So we're going to talk uh, talk a lot of NBA finals. Amina covers the Celtics, so we'll talk to her about what happened in Game 1, what she's expecting for Game 2, and uh, lots of other stuff, and some more NIL stuff. I got some stuff to say about Ryan Day.
3: Wow, okay, Work because he definitely he made, came out he and put it on the table. Million. I need 13 <laughs> M's for us to sustain. Man, why don't we talk about that? I'm going to be listening Ryan! to that. Yes! I'm going to be listening to that in the car. Uh, y'all make sure y'all stay dialed in, tuned in, listen to Joy Taylor. She does an excellent job, an amazing show. I mean, who else better to keep you going uh, once we've cut off? That's my man, T.J. out. Live it's, life with Joy. That's what they say. I mean, she's got it. In life, <laughs> in choose, life choose Joy. joy. You got to love it. Thank All you, right, Hey, make sure. Y'all check out Up On Game on the podcast. Make sure you dial in, tune in, tell some friends. We will circle back next weekend. Until then, enjoy Joy Taylor. We are up out of this piece. Yeah, Fox Sports
0: Radio, Up On Game, y'all.